You are now listening to the Unstucked Podcast, where we teach you actionable steps to get unstuck in your life, career, finances, and business. Here's your host, Khalil Dumas. What's going on, Unstucked fam? If you're loving the podcast, be sure to visit unstuck.com for more resources, ways to work one-on-one with me and my company, Unstucked, as well as our free Unstucked guide to help you get unstuck in your career, life, finances, and business. Some exciting news, we have launched our budgeting course, which will be a free course for the next week, where I will sit down with you and walk you through our custom budget that will be free to download on our website. The link will be below. I'm so happy you're here for the ride. And now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I'm your host, Khalil Dumas. Today, I am joined by my friend, Mike Rama. Mike is a content creator, entrepreneur, and TikTok marketing expert. Mike is the founder of the Brands Meet Creators Agency, which helps connect brands with TikTok content creators. I'm so excited for this conversation. And honestly, Mike, you're one of the first people that I saw on TikTok, and you actually motivated me to start my account. How are you? Hello, how you doing, man? I'm excited for the conversation, excited to be on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. You're just one of those folks, man. The moment I saw your first video, I was like, this guy has it. Like, you honestly could be the face of TikTok if you're not already. Just a huge compliment to you because I just love the way you storytell and I just love the way you present solutions and the way that you structure your content. I think it's fantastic. And also, you're a great person, which we're all going to hear and see here very vividly. Let's jump straight into it. What's your story? How and why did you create Brands Meet Creators? Yeah, so I guess I will, I'll rewind a few years. I kind of went on, you know, the typical path, went to school, played college lacrosse, good grades, graduated, pretty solid GPA, got a job up in New York City and was just going down like the corporate path. I was working in marketing analytics, data analytics, and quickly realized that I didn't really love the corporate world. I kind of always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but never really knew how, right? I kind of got to this point and I was like, okay, now how do I start my own business, right? How can I live this life that I really want to? And I went through this side hustle phase where I probably launched half a dozen businesses. Roommates were in on some and just constantly trying new things. One thing led to another and you know, constantly learned through those failures and eventually started to see some success with paid ads and also selling uh, affiliate products to the point where I was making enough income, the pandemic hit, which was kind of a wake-up call for me. And I decided I was just going to leave my job in New York. I was going to move to Mexico with a buddy of mine, and I was going to go all in on myself. Now, at the time, I was still doing some paid ad stuff and like I was picking up some clients here and there. But like realistically, I was kind of struggling in that stage. It was still early on, and I was figuring out like what did clients actually want from me? What could I do that was providing a ton of value? And I knew the marketing space pretty well from this. I also really started to understand the affiliate space because I was at the time selling affiliate products through paid ads. And so one thing that I started to test out with clients was, hey, I'm going to find you affiliates for your products, right? And help you to grow an affiliate program. Actually, one step before that, I got on TikTok, which is where like my eyes open to a lot of this. I see a lot of people on there promoting affiliate products. So I started to do that for clients. And then that turned into, okay, instead of getting people to promote on an affiliate basis, how about we pay people? Let's do some sponsored posts. And then it kind of just was this merge of like, 
myself coming from this marketing world, more of like kind of the agency side that I was working on. And then also the content creator world and just starting to bridge the gap for the two. And it kind of just grew organically to the point where, okay, instead of me doing, you know, Facebook ads and YouTube ads anymore, and also like affiliate stuff, it was more just connecting the brands with these content creators to promote their brands. And that's really how the agency was born. That's amazing. And you said something right off the bat that I know, you know, my whole platform is around getting unstuck and showcasing that kind of beginning and middle phase where a lot of folks tend to struggle. I see myself in that kind of middle phase right now with unstuck. You know, when you talked about your struggles, you mentioned, right, like how to start. And, you know, when I work with my clients today on a business level, that's usually what we end up addressing. It's not that they don't have the knowledge or they don't have the drive. It's genuinely that there are some of those characteristics that hold them back, right? Like imposter syndrome, right? Some of those things that just really hold them back for the work. So kind of what was your experience and and how did you find your momentum? Yeah, I think for me, a lot of it comes down to like having that vision and having the plan, having the long-term goal, even though that like constantly changes, right? But I think it's important to at least have like a North Star of like, okay, this is why I'm doing this, right? This is the direction that I'm going. And so figuring out what that is. And then the other pieces along the way will kind of, you know, help solve themselves. And also I'm someone who I would rather just take action and fail on something than sit back and wait. Because I put myself in a situation where my back was kind of against the wall, right? There was really no other option other than like, I was going to make this work because, you know, I took the jump, right? I cut ties with my job. I'm in Mexico. Like I'm providing for myself. What else can I really do? Right. I, I have to keep moving. So yeah, those are really the things that like kept me motivated and going through these times. Yeah, I think it's amazing. And you glance over it, right, effortlessly, but it's such a big thing that you've done. And I think to your point, you cannot be afraid of failure, right? And when I started years ago in entrepreneurship, you know, that was a huge thing that I struggled with was not only failures, but also perceptions, right? Like that was a huge thing. And so I just want to commend you because that's such a big step to like cut ties, move to a different country and like double down and believe in yourself so hard. So I just wanted to to circle back on that because that's huge. That's great work that you do. So now that you're in this space and you're looking back, like when you were kind of fumbling around, trying to figure out what was wrong, what was going on, what were some of the things that maybe you weren't doing well that you learned how to do well? And then what were some of the things that like just kind of came naturally to you? It's a really good question. To the first part, some things that I wasn't doing well that what I know now I would have done better is figuring out how to kind of systematize the things that you're doing for clients and like not trying to do too much. And this is something that I'm constantly trying to get better at it, right? I'm saying it right now because it's top of mind because like I'm continuously trying to do better at this. But I think early on, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I will help anyone do anything if they pay me right now, right? It's like, oh, you want me to like build you a website and run your ads and find you a content creator? Sure, let's do it, right? And so like early on, it's just basically you're scrapping, right? You're like, all right, I'll do anything. But then once you figure out, okay, what's actually moving the needle here? What do I like? What's getting my clients results? And then just laser focus on that and then say no to everything else that comes your way. Because like with creating content, you're going to get so many opportunities, right? You're going to start to attract people. You're going to start to get people, you know, asking you to help with other things, people offering you like equity in their business. If like you come on board with them and so many things that kind of like drag you off the path that you want, but they do look appealing. There are these shiny objects. 
But figuring out how to say no and really double down on what you do really well. Yeah, and that's key. And that's such a great point. And I think there's a lot of guilt when I work with clients around that fumbling stage of like, I'm not staying focused. I'm going in a million directions. I think part of it's warranted, but what you said is crucial, right? Being able to understand the pivot moment. I'm experiencing that today because I'm a renaissance man. I can do everything, like to your point. Like I can build an ads. I, you know, I can run, you know, I can build a website. I can run ads. Like you can do all these things, but to your point, right? Like what's going to get you to where you want to be? And I think the thing that I challenge people on is, the life you want to live too. Because I think people start to really hone in on those dollar figures. And a nice analogy I like to give is like, if you right were paid $1,000 an hour, would you be doing half the things you're doing today? And so you mentioned, right, systematizing and automation. What are some of the areas that you found success there? Because personally, I know we've had this conversation, you know, one-on-one, that's somewhere that I kind of struggle with is like automating things, right? Kind of giving up a little bit of that control. What have you found to work well in that automation phase? Yeah, I kind of want to take this into two parts because I think one thing that my team and I do really well is some of the automations with the content creation process. So for example, my podcast, that's something that like I'm really proud of the system that we have built there where all I really do is sit down and record those podcasts. I don't do anything with distributing, the posting to other platforms, like that will get posted everywhere. It'll get chopped up into three YouTube clips. My team makes the thumbnails, the captions. Then it goes to a video editor and it gets turned into multiple TikToks. It goes out to TikTok and like we built that system and it operates great, right? It's something that saves me so much time. On the client side, it's something that we're continuously balancing, kind of the balance between like, look, I want to be able to systemize things, but at the same time, I don't want my clients to feel like, oh, they're just like a number to me. And this is like just a cookie cutter experience. So trying to find the right balance where... We are providing a scalable offer on our end, but at the same time, it's something that is going to be extremely valuable for our clients. And the way that I first started out, I remember back in probably like October, November, we were at a point in the agency where I had a good amount of clients and the issue wasn't that like we didn't have enough leads or we couldn't grow. The issue was my time because for every client, we're doing something a little bit different. It's like, oh, you know, client A, I remember we got to do this thing this month and client B, like we're doing this. And now it's just like all these things that kind of clutter up and you're constantly in different meetings and there's like a lack of system. So we were trying to be too customized for everyone. So now we're really in this process of like roping that in and still providing, you know, some customizations and like a personalization to things, but making it in a manner where we can scale that easily. Yeah, absolutely. And that's critical. You know, the automation piece is huge. And I love how you're kind of walking us through. I see this as like really advanced, honestly, because I know there's a lot of people who listen to are like just trying to get started. But I also know there's folks that are like in that middle phase and feeling that burnout. And I couldn't highlight it or have said it better than you there, right? Being able to really understand what you do well and what needs to be done, not right that extra sprinkle on top that maybe we want to give to your actual client. When you start to think about, right, and you're now well into the TikTok space, I want to kind of hear kind of a little bit of your origin story from the TikTok side, because I think it'll be really interesting to hear. And then from there, like, how did that lead you into Brands Meets Creators? Like, when did that moment kick off? Yeah. So I ended up getting on TikTok in January of 2021. And really, it came from just like this... I guess me being like almost worn down by hearing about it from people. It was when I was like, you hear it one time, you're like, oh, whatever. You hear it twice, like, oh, whatever. So true. (laughs) And then like the 10th time you get 
you know, this recommendation from someone like, oh, you need to be on TikTok for your marketing agency. It's like, okay, I've heard this from enough people. Like maybe it's time. And I think that last one was really like, my sister came to me. She's like, why are you not on TikTok? I was like, why would I be on TikTok? So just hearing that over and over again, enough times, that really got me there. And then in terms of the, I guess, brands meet creators origin, it was really similar to the process I was talking about earlier, where I was, you know, helping clients to find content creators who were going to promote their affiliate programs. It just got to the point where, and you probably see this now, it's a lot harder to get a content creator to say yes to something on an affiliate basis or right or on like a gifted basis. Just, you know, the value of content creators are going up. The prices are going up. More brand money is coming over to the platform. And so it got to the point where like, okay, affiliate offers, that's not really the way. It's more, okay, it's a pay-to-play game or even like, hey, let's build an account for the brand instead of just like leveraging other people's audiences. So that's really how that got started. That's amazing. And I totally uh, appreciate that kind of background. Because again, I think people overcomplicate TikTok and like getting started. I know I did. It's hilarious now to look back at like the first videos now, like you just start to learn what your audience wants and how to, you know, tell a story in a captivating way. And that's something that you do really well. And I know you talk about this a lot. And so I wanted to talk to you. Obviously, I'm a Nike alum. Storytelling is huge in my world. I absolutely love it. So can you talk about like storytelling 101, essentially, like how do you tell a story effectively? Are there certain things you do on TikTok versus other mediums? I'm curious to kind of hear your take on that. So here's what I think is the the most valuable kind of exercise I can give to someone. It's really about just like starting to do it and you will get better. And the best way to actually start doing it is first, figure out what you actually want to say, right? Like what is that tip? What is that thing that you were probably going to make a TikTok on it anyway, right? The thing that comes to your head, it's like, oh, I got to give a tip on this. Like, give me an example right now. A TikTok that you're thinking about making next week, some type of value that you want to give. Yeah. So the big thing that I'm working on right now actually is how to get people unstuck in their finances, where to start in that area. Okay. So like a lot of people then with that topic, they would go like, here's the number one tip to get unstuck in your finances, right? That's what a lot of people go with. And they would say, oh, uh, you know, put away a dollar a day, right? I'm just making up what it might be. But instead of going that route, right? Where you have this concept and you're like, oh, I want to tell people this. Take that. Now take a step back and figure out how can I put that piece of information into a story format? So now instead of you saying, hey, my biggest tip is for you to save $1 every day. It's now you're talking about your mother, right? And how she made X amount of hours or like, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of this on the fly, but you're going from what the actual tip is to now, okay, let me take a step back and figure out how can I put that little tip, that little lesson into a story format instead of just saying it, right? Tell a story, how someone applied it and then got that result. So it's really just like committing to telling stories and like, you'll just get so much better of thinking in that way. Because you probably see this now, like your brain probably thinks in like TikToks at this point, right? You, <laughs> yeah, no, it totally does. <laughs> you come up with an idea where like you see something, you're like, oh, I should make a TikTok about it. And the first thing our brains go is like, here's like the number one tip or like, here are the three ways to do this. But if you start to train yourself to now see like, how can I put that into a story? Your brain will start to work that way and it'll become easier and easier. Yeah, that's a fantastic point. And I had another guest on here who talked about kind of a similar 
concept, but he took it in kind of a slightly different way, right? He's like, take it for yourself, right? Do you ever like to be told what to do? Do you ever like to be told, right? And someone to assume that you don't know already, or do you want someone just to kind of share their story and you kind of take what you'd like, right? And I think that's kind of gives you that, like you're talking about, right? Like that kind of a la carte option, because that story you tell is going to be interpreted a multitude of ways. But like you mentioned, right? If I just kind of speak in TikTok, there's only really one thing to interpret, right? Like I'm going to teach you how to do this one thing instead of, like you said, telling a story. And I wanted to really emphasize that because that's something I struggle with with my clients today to like really get them to storytell because they're trying to crank out volume. Everyone's convinced that like volume is king right now. And I'm like, quality is king and that storytelling is king. So, you know, as you work with your clients, are there some like misconceptions that you have to fight against? Like are there things that you have to like actively educate on that are just kind of like maybe redundant, like things you find yourself constantly having to explain? If so, kind of what is that? Yeah, the two big ones that come to mind on the the brand side of things. One is that like you don't have to shove your product down people's throats. Like that's not really what TikTok is about. That's the first big one. But a lot of times when people come on board with me, they're already past that, right? They understand. The other one is just that TikTok's not necessarily direct response, right? Like a lot of clients I have are coming from like the Facebook ad world, right? Where they're spending, you know, thirty thousand dollars a month on Facebook ads. And you turn those on and you can kind of see that right away. Whereas TikTok is more of like a community building and an audience building. And sometimes it takes a little bit longer, right? Like I'm sure you have clients too. And it's like week one on TikTok. It's like, we can't expect to go viral the first week, right? And you know we're not going to have this explosive amount of sales right out of the gate. It's like, this is a commitment, right? And so you know this works for both brands and content creators. Like if you're planning on moving over to TikTok, one, I think that's the best decision you can possibly do. But two, come in with the mindset that, hey, I'm, I'm going to make like 500 videos over the next couple months, right? Don't come into it with like, hey, let's make 10 and like see what happens because like <laughs> yeah. it's not, not, not going to work. Yeah, absolutely. That's so true. And it's actually really nice to hear you say that because that's one of the methodologies that I definitely teach. You know, I had a, a client, a three birds nest that I worked with and they started from zero. And I said, for the next two weeks, I want you to post three times a day. So a lot of posts, right? Like 36 posts. I think that equaled out to. And what we found was like four or five pieces of content that worked really well. And I basically had them continue to repurpose the content and just change it slightly. And it's crazy how it's like an equation. Once you figure it out, the occasional shift and change and whatnot. But I wanted to talk about facts. That's something that my clients are constantly like paranoid about. Like, how do we know when to shift and make a pivot? How do we know when the algorithm changes? Should we change? Like, how do you advise in that area of like the algorithm, just how to run your content strategy? Yeah, so I'll kind of take this in two parts. One of them is what you talked about with like doubling down on the stuff that really works. Like I'm a huge fan of that too, right? The first month, we're kind of testing a ton of different things and seeing okay, what's working, what's not working, the stuff that is working, let's take that same, you called it a, an equation, right? It's like that same exact framework. And let's just like use that framework and maybe tweak what we say or tweak like the topic that we put within that. So I recommend going that route. And then the second part, how I like to think about this is like, I don't necessarily like to try to just like game the algorithm or try to like go for like some of these like hacks, you know, like th that stuff's great. But my theory is that in the end of the day, the best content is going to win. And that's how all these platforms work, right? If you think like Google and like the history with Google, right? There are all these ways to game the SEO with like, oh, you spam like the backlinks and then like you stuff the words and everything, right? And like 
Google constantly got smarter and figured out like the, how those people were playing the game, right? And then there's this constant game that gets played with like, okay, how do we hack the algorithm and figure out what works? But at the end of the day, what Google's doing right now is like, you're going to get the top spot if you're the best website and you have the best content, right? And it's the same with all these other platforms. Like at the end of the day, it really comes down to just making the best platform. While yes, there are going to be these little like hacks along the way that work. It's something that you can implement, but like, I really just focus on like making the best content at the end of the day. Absolutely. And and when you talk about like best content, right? And I think that's a lot of the paralysis I see is like, well, like, how do I know I'm making good content? Like, what does that mean? Like from your experience, like with your own content and also just like working with brands, like what are some similarities that you see in like really good content other than storytelling that we talked about? Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of factors involved, like the lighting, the setup, the quality of the video. Like those are some that just like easily stand out to me. But I think there's some deeper components that a lot of people miss. And that's going to be some of the pieces that like it's hard to optimize for because we don't see those metrics, right? One thing I talk about a lot is like connection. I could put two videos out, they both get 10,000 views. I don't know which one built a stronger connection with my audience, right? I can make some assumptions there. But that's how I think about a lot of pieces, right? Like I'll put some stuff out that I know is like, this is super low connection and I'm just doing this for more like top funnel, try to bring eyeballs to my account. There's other videos I put out there and I know like this is not going to get any more than two, 3,000 views. But I know the people that do see it, they're going to remember this, right? Because I told like an authentic story or maybe I was like a little bit vulnerable and like I really built those connections there. I kind of forget what the question was, but what I wanted to say is like, don't just optimize for the views. Try to optimize really for like the community building, the connection that you're actually creating with other people and like the impact. Yeah, it's key and that's huge. And that's what I was probing for a little bit is that community side because I see you have a great community. People respect you and vice versa as well. And that's something that I love, right? Outside of the dollars, like I can't tell you, you know, I started on TikTok about six months ago and like my network has expanded exponentially. Like I have never, even podcasting, right? Like podcasting has its own networking capabilities. Do you have any like networking stories or anything that you've run into? Like you've met some cool people or like anything like that that you want to talk about? I mean, like I wish I had some like crazy story that popped up in my head, but really nothing sticks out. It's more of just this like accumulation over time of like just realizing how crazy powerful this platform is for networking. Like I was actually, I was on a podcast with someone recently younger kid. He's like just about to go to college. Actually, he's not even going to college. And he was like, one of the things that everyone tells me about going to college is like the networking. And he's like, dude, I have over a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. This is the best networking experience I've ever had. Right. And I completely agree. Like you meet so many like-minded people who are on a very similar journey, trying to do very similar things. What I'm realizing too, is just like how connected so many people are. Like now I'm at the point where like, I'm starting to know some people like, oh, you know this guy too. And like, everyone's just kind of like, everyone kind of knows each other almost. Shout out to Britt because that was the connection here. It's crazy, small world. Exactly. I didn't even think about that as I was talking to this. But yeah, that's my business partner is how we both got connected. And it was all through TikTok, which is, it, it's super interesting. Yeah, it's super cool. And I always talk about that. That's just like the supercharged networking aspect of this. And those are some of the intangibles that kind of people don't think about, right? Because everyone's focused on growing their business. 
I wanted to shift to some other things around just like social media, because I know that we talk about, right, everything's super exciting, but there's all of that minutiae in the day-to-day and the days you feel like making content, the days where social media can make your life hard, or it can be that great day where you meet someone awesome. So like, in what ways has like social media in general, like now that you're really embedded, like added to your life and made your life better and made your business better? And are there any ways where it's made it harder? So I think in terms of like making my life and my business better, so many aspects. Like I could talk about this forever, but like basically my business is built off of uh, social media, right? So like I would have no business if it weren't for social media. So there's just like a, a limitless amount of things I could talk about on that side. But in terms of the downside, because there definitely are downsides, right? Like I am trying to be more conscious of how much I use my phone and actually I'm on TikTok, right? And I'm on Instagram because it's so difficult for me because my whole business is about TikTok and growing on TikTok, right? And providing strategy, providing tips. So like part of me wants to be on that platform, but we know this, like these platforms are designed to be addicting. Even as someone who's using it for business purposes, like you get stuck in there, right? And I'll realize like, wow, I was just, I was just on here for 45 minutes and like I didn't pull out any insights or anything that I, you know, meant to go on here and it becomes like a habit. So there is like that dark side to it too, where that can be overwhelming. And as a you know content creator, business owner, there are times where I'm just like, I want to take a break, right? I want to uh, you know put the phone down for a little bit and like not feel that like continuous pull to pick up the phone, check the app, and you know just just scroll. Yeah, it's so true, and that's huge, and that's something that I definitely have to be cognizant of, and that's partly why I'm looking to really aggressively hire help on that social side, is so that I can kind of remove myself from that piece. Because again, to your point, like sometimes it just feels endless. Like you go from posting on one platform to another, but right then you're like, oh, my friend's doing this, and then you get into a comment, right? It just it can spider out. So definitely want to tell folks that like the balance, we all struggle with it. You said something critical, which I don't think a lot of people think about, is the apps are designed to be addicting, and that's something that I constantly tell people to be careful about. But I really appreciate that take because I know it's not easy and it's kind of like a a balance that you have to find. Some days are better than others. So I definitely wanted to make that point. When you look at like corporate Mike, I'll call him corporate Mike, and you look at you today, like that journey, what are some of like the key actions or concepts that have led you to your success so far? Like as you reflect on that and like just being in more of alignment with who you are, what are some of those lessons that you've learned? Yeah. So the when you made that statement or the question, the first thing that popped in my head was what I call these moments of like taking the jump, right? It's like, I kind of make the analogy. It's like you're looking out of a, an airplane if you've ever gone skydiving before. And it's that feeling like right before you jump where there's just like so much like fear and like build up, And then like actually taking that jump where it's like, oh my God, like that was crazy. Like I'm so relieved. And so for me, I felt that there've been many of these moments where it kind of feels like I am taking that jump. And for me, each one almost gets easier and easier because, you know, you've done it before. The other piece is just like the confidence piece, right? Like having the confidence in yourself to actually make those moves. And I think that's like more important than all the skills and the technical pieces is really like the belief in yourself that even if you don't have those skills, the belief that you can go out there and learn those things or just the belief that like, you know, you're going to make it and you're going to be able to push through the challenges. So uh, now that you're in the space that you're in, do you have any just like general tips for new or just like vet content creators that we haven't covered today? I think the biggest one is to have the long-term mindset. So don't come into it thinking that like, oh, I'm going to blow up in 30 days and now, you know, I have this business or whatever you want to do. 
That's one of the big ones. And the second one is to really start your content creation journey, um, whether that's like personal or for a business, without the intention of trying to sell something. Uh, I think that's one of the big kind of traps that I see a lot of people falling into is like day one, you know, their first piece of content is about like selling their thing, right? Or like promoting their service, promoting their offer, really come into it with the mindset, like who are the people that I want to reach? What is this audience and how can I help them? So approaching it from that standpoint and also having the long-term vision in mind and just, yeah, playing that long game, right? You look at a lot of these very, very successful marketers like Gary Vee, like a lot of these guys, they just kind of delay their ask, right? They're not necessarily asking for anything. They're just putting a ton of value out there. And so I really think that's the mindset to approach it with. Yeah, you're spot on. I actually just had Joe Catrone on the podcast last week. He's Gary Vee's right-hand guy. And he said almost like spot on, like what you said is, you know, he gets up at a bed. He's head of knowledge at VaynerMedia. And like, that's what he talked about was like, he just wakes up ready to educate and push people forward. And I feel that same sense of now my TikTok community. Like I wake up and like check in on people. Like I have so many accountability buddies now. Like it's so much bigger than the business. And I honestly didn't see that coming. I really came into this with just, I want to share a message and see how it goes. And uh, so that was a huge tip. Staying on brand here, like now you're busy a lot. You have a lot of different things happening. So like when you're feeling stuck or you're feeling like in a rut, like you're not ready to go, like do you have certain things that you do that you practice to kind of get yourself recentered, rebalanced and ready to go again? Yeah, the two things and the one I'll, I'll kind of keep coming back to is like getting that vision. Like the biggest thing for me is when I lose sight of that, I always get burnt out, right? And it's a lot of that comes from like, if I'm feeling a little stuck in my agency, right? I feel like there's something wrong here with this process or like I'm doing way too much. I'm on 12 calls a day, like trying to figure out, okay, what does this thing look like long-term? What is that vision? That's one of them. The other thing too is I really like to take these little breaks or little like getaways every once in a while. So almost like every other weekend here, I'll rent an Airbnb outside of this city. I'm in Medellin, Colombia right now. And there's a ton of these like beautiful Airbnbs, like 45 minutes an hour away that are just like surrounded by nature, right? You're kind of in like the mountains or in these forests. And so like getting away every once in a while and just recentering, rebalancing. I also love to shoot content when I go to places like that because I just feel so energized. Like most of the times I do these trips really to like relax and take a step away. But what I find is like when I'm there, that's when I'm like, I feel like I have all that energy because now I'm in a, a new environment. I'm kind of in nature. So I'll typically get like a ton of content filmed while I'm there. But yeah, just taking those breaks and, and getting a little getaway every once in a while, getting out of the city. These are probably the two biggest things for me. That's amazing. No, changing your environment is actually something that I was just working on. Just a video about that because it's huge. Like I went to a bar the other day with my wife and just was like, I'll bring my laptop. And I got so much work done in this loud, busy bar because like it was just a new environment. Uh, and I can't tell you how important that can be as well as just like just taking a step back and just making sure that right you're checking in with yourself. I always ask my guests this at the end, you know, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with that we haven't talked about today uh, that you wanted to share? I would say to anyone getting started, just commit to the long road, right? I talked about it a little bit before, but like it is one of the best decisions I've ever made was just to get started with content creation. And you really don't know where it's going to take you, uh, but just being open-minded and just committing to something for the long term. 
Well, Mike, this has been a fantastic conversation. If you guys want to connect with Mike, be sure to do so on TikTok at Mike.Rama and also at BrandsMeetCreators.com. Mike, thank you so much for hopping on with me. It was an amazing time. Hopefully we can get to do it again soon. Thank you for listening to the Unstucked podcast. Visit us at unstucked.com and follow us on TikTok at Unstucked.